Hey, everybody. Uh, Mark from the uh, Jersey Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Tom Coyne, and uh, special guest, TJ Coyne. Uh, he's been with us a couple times before, so uh, we had him back tonight, and we're going to be talking about uh, the band Toto, as you can see. But uh, as you also can see, we're doing video tonight. First time we're doing video. And uh, Tom, this, I think, was your uh, your idea, right? Well, it's my idea, and it's uh, been a lot of people annoying me and driving me nuts about doing it. And I'm not, I mean, I'm on board with doing it. It's uh, it, was, it was a process. Mark is very picky. We've been very picky about everything we've done with the podcast in terms of presentation, guests. So it's it's a process. We want to do everything oh, as yeah. best we could, and um, we're here. Yeah, I mean, we I, got there. my thing is I always wanted it to look good, and I want it to sound good for right. everybody out there listening. And uh, that's one thing I want to ask everybody is, is tell us what you think, you know. Do you like the video? Do you not like the video? Does it not matter to you? Let us know. You know, follow us on our YouTube page if you don't already do that. Uh, follow us on our Facebook page if you don't already do that. And just comment. Let us know what you think. You know, you like it. You don't like should it. We, should we wear luchador masks? Are we not what you, are we not what you thought you were going to get? You know? Right, right. So, uh, yeah. But uh, like I said, you know, a minute ago, we're, we're actually going to do a, a discussion on Toto. And uh, we have to have TJ here, you know, because I, he's been on before. He's done some... Black Sabbath episodes for us. Uh, he sat in on a Sticks episode when we talked about their uh, albums. Uh, Iron Maiden too. Iron yeah. Maiden, right? Yeah. Um, and the top twenty-five that top we did. Top twenty-five. So uh, yeah, we had to have him back because I, I think this is good because we get actually I got like three generations here, right? You know, so it's like this is a band that we all love. So it's it's something that's really I think it'll be good to get these the three point of view. You views. have uh, old, moderately uh, <laughs> old, and uh, extremely young. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So. Uh, so, Tom, I want to ask you, you know, what do you think about, we've been talking about doing this Toto thing for a while, right? Uh, dating back to the summer, I believe we were tossing this around. And it was also always geared toward wanting to do it with uh, video. Um, so we finally got there and just figured that this was the perfect episode to do, you know, a band that all three of us equally like. Yeah. Love. Oh, yeah. And, um it felt it needed a lot of time and attention and hopefully, you know, Toto fans, moderate Toto fans, people that aren't even Toto fans will uh, listen and maybe get turned on to the band as much as we are. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion, in terms of diversity, it may be the greatest band of all time, in terms of diversity. Oh, yeah. If right, maybe right after the Beatles, they may be that high up, you know, when you oh, look yeah. at... AOR, jazz, progressive, rock, hard oh, rock. Yeah, I mean, they, they click yeah. all the buttons and, and did everything at an incredible... It's very few bands. I mean, really, I, I, other than the Beatles and maybe one or two other bands. Um, so, like, TJ, tell me how, how you got into Toto, because you're a young guy, 22 yep. years old, uh, and you go to your dad and say, hey, you know, how, what, what about this band? What can you tell me about them? Yeah, so all my life, I just knew Toto for Africa and Hold the Line, you know, all the songs you hear on the radio... Uh, so one day I just reached out to the, the master over here and I said to him, you know, what else is out here besides these two songs that everyone knows and everyone hears about? And you know, he pretty much opened up the floodgates for everything else to come. So I did my research, went back to all the way to total one and made my way all the way to the present, uh, you know, the last, uh, last album. So, um, yeah, and now I'm here. Yeah. Tom, how did, uh, how'd you end up getting into the band? You know, obviously, I, I knew them from when they first came out. I was 20 when the first album came out. Uh, I, I liked it, similar to, to my son. I, I liked the songs on the radio. I didn't know that much about them. I have to be honest, I didn't run out and buy the albums because it wasn't exactly 
you know, where I was musically at the time. I was all about, you know, the hard rock and the, the heavy blues at the time. And um, I would say I, I really started to take notice of them around the Fergie into Joseph, Joseph Williams era. Yeah, it's like the mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. I know from again hanging out at Zigzag um, with with Vinny and getting more. I, I, I that was the time I started to get more into AOR and appreciated it more. So I would say it was probably yeah eighty four ish is when I started to go back and say okay I I need to buy all the albums I need to really know this band because it's the guitar playing is phenomenal and a lot of it had to do with Lukather appearing on so many yeah other albums right, like, and, and Eddie Van Halen was yeah. always gushing about Lukather mm-hmm. and it kind of like added a lot of credibility like the hard rock guys yeah. were very big into him you know and um then they started doing the stuff with Michael Jackson a little bit later after that. So it kind of like, it, it started to build with me where I had to really digest the whole band. Yeah. That's an interesting point, how you talk about the these guys were like Sessions players, the bulk, you know, the, the core of the band. And it's like they've literally been on thousands of albums over the years. So if, even if you weren't like a Toto fan, you probably had something in your collection that these guys right. played on, you know, right. or part of them, at least some of the guys, whether it was Luke at their page or whoever. Um, like for me personally, I got into the band. And again, you mentioned Vinny and Zigzag. When I was going to Zigzag in the late 90s, uh, I started getting into this band on the Minefields album, which mm-hmm. came out in what, 1999, I yeah. believe. Yeah, that was the big return of Bobby Kimball. Yeah, yeah, when he came back into the band, you know, uh, after leaving after the fourth album and stuff. But I, I, that's when I got into him. I mean, again, like TJ said, I knew, you know, Rosanna and Hold a Line and, and Africa. Everybody yeah. knows those songs from, you know, right. pop from rock radio and classic rock radio and everything. But yeah, it wasn't until that point that I really got into Toto. It was around the late 90s. So it was, it was a different track for me. You know, it wasn't like I was there. I missed that whole really first half of their career. Oh, I, I did too. I mean, I'm not going to be a phony and say I was a Toto fan from day one. I, I liked some of those songs on the first album because they did have a heaviness to them. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really follow them like on album two or three. Then, of course, they had the fourth album, which had all those hits yeah, again. The big one. Yeah. And it was honestly, it was it was the the, the Fergie Fredrickson because we again we knew him. Mm. He was a name from from that time, and then the Joseph Williams stuff, which I liked, and the fact that they were on a lot of different albums. These guys. Yeah. And once I was on onto that, I remember I was starting to research. Oh wow, these guys are on this. These guys played on that, and and then it was the, the way all the metal guys were always gushing about Lukata, yeah. and and rightly so, of what a great guitar player he is. And then he, you know, then a little bit later he started playing on the uh, Richard Marks albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the third Richard Marks albums did all those great solos on right. it. But I, I was already into them by then. But yeah, yeah, I mean that just set me on a course with uh, a tremendous amount of love for them. Yeah. And it's interesting, like you said, I mean, a band like this, how you'd said in the beginning, they kind of touch on every kind of genre yes. of music. It's like you got hard rock, you got progressive stuff, you've got the, the really super poppy stuff. You know, yeah, we were talking earlier about the uh, the whole uh, you know, Michael Jackson kind of 
sound that was introduced on some of those Joseph Williams albums. You oh, know, the, which, yeah, Fahrenheit, and I, mean, I think even more so uh, the seventh yeah. one. Yeah. The first I mean, couple of songs on the seventh one, yeah. you really saw that Michael Jackson influence, yeah. I, I thought. Because you were well, into I, the late 80s at that point. You're yeah. Into, yeah. You know, yeah. 86, 88 over there. Well, that was you had. You had Paige and Picaro and those guys who were writing for, for Michael Jackson yeah. and stuff like that yeah. all involved. So when you look, even when you go back to the very first album, I mean, you see, see different influences in the songs, you know, yeah. different. I mean, you talked about being on on different like radio stations. I mean, XM has uh, yacht rock radio right yes. in the summertime, yep. and you hear like Georgie Porgy mm-hmm. and Africa, you know, all, Africa the all the time, yeah, constantly, all the time. <laughs> you know. Um, and a lot of people don't like Georgie Porgy, and you know, I, I like it. I do. I like that song. <laughs> I'm not a big Georgie Porgy no. fan, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's cool. But um, I mean, yeah, like it, it, let's talk about like the the early the beginning part of the band. I mean, these were guys that were all sessions players uh, in the LA scene. Uh, Page, uh, Hungate, Jeff Beccaro, Uh, and then they kind of got together and uh, said, "Hey, let's you know let's do our own band right. type of thing." And they brought in Lukather. Uh, they brought in uh, Steve Beccaro, mm-hmm. another Beccaro brother, right? And uh, the first album comes out comes out in 1978. Um, what are your thoughts I, I on remember that? hearing yeah. that album on you know those the, the 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 signature songs on that and liking it a lot. Again, I didn't run out and buy it because right. it kind of it it was at least formulated at the time as being a, like a more of a pop rock mm-hmm. yeah type of band, which I didn't have at that album came out. I was actually not even twenty yet. It was like nineteen. I didn't have the uh, capacity to really delve into that stuff. I was still more into, you know, the the Sabbath, Purple, Johnny Winter, Robin Trower. If it didn't fit that mold, I was, you know. But I remember liking that album, and I didn't run out and buy it. I didn't own it. And that was as far as I delved into it. So was that album big in the States, you would say? Those songs were. I don't know if the album was. Those songs were. Those couple yeah. of songs on that yeah. album. Hold yeah. the Line was really big. Even mm-hmm. On on FM radio, like on the good FM radio stations. It wasn't yeah. something that was, I would say, massive. But on the FM radio stations, which I used to listen to, it was pretty big. It was yeah. big. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. 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 It yeah. put them on the map for sure. Like you said, yeah. Hold the Line. Yes. I mean, that was... Absolutely. it's still a song that's... Still going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear it constantly, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was other good songs on that album. But like you said, it was oh, a lot, it, of, great lot, songs a lot of different there. like yeah. uh, sort of like styles, you know. Yeah. And, and it was like you got like stuff even like you start off with uh, uh, Child's Anthem, right? I love Child's Anthem. And it's like Anthem. this instrumental, instrumental thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you kick in the I'll Supply to Love, which is ultra poppy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got stuff like, you know, Girl Goodbye, which is kind of like a heavier, right. like hard rocking, driving mm-hmm. song. Oh, that's a great song. Um, you know, Hold the Line. Even like a Manuela Run. Like I, I like that's, I, like I like that, that song, song too. too. Yeah. Different. It's kind of, you know. I like that song. I don't know. It's not not exactly poppy. It's more. I don't know what you would call it. They but. were so ahead of their time that decades later, people were still trying to digest this yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Let Definitely. me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. What do we think about Angela? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. Kind of different yeah. about. It. I know you like it. I'm a you fan like of it? Angela. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I am. You like. I mean, Angela. it's funny because I was when we were doing this, I, I kind of printed out a page for each album because I was going to reference it. And I would highlight the songs that, you know, meant something to me. But Angela wasn't one of them. Angela didn't make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't highlight it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's a slower song. That's why I wanted to know what what the vibe was. No, the first album's great. I I 
you know, the interesting thing with Toto is they always seem to have the songs, uh, or they put a, a, a woman's name. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah this, Anna, Leia, they are the and king Angela, of yeah. Angela, right? Pamela, yeah. It's Pamela. Like, yeah, it's they are the king of that. They had all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then I mean, basically that that kind of let's move on to the second album because Hydra. I think it, it's mm. it's not an album I'm really a fan of. I, don't, I second that opinion more. Yeah, I do. Well, the thing about Hydra is it did have a couple of their real signature songs on it. it this is true. Um, 99. Right. Uh, White Sister. White Sister, still which a song is that's just in their a set monster today. song. Great song. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, Hydra, the yep. song itself. The song, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that showed their progressive side. Hydra. Yeah. I mean, that, that showed their progressive side a little bit, their heavier, harder rock side. And I'm a big St. George fan. Yeah. That's, I, that's a good song. I love yeah. St. George. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get behind it. I don't know. Yeah, the, this, I, I this love This is that a very song. spotty album, in my opinion. Oh, I, well, yeah. it is. The it stuff is. That's, it is. that's heavy the and stuff hits, that's good is hits. really good, and then there's stuff, but some there's stuff, stuff that's a little... like St. George, I could do yeah. without no, 99. I, I could do it without 99. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I could do it without it. But this, you know, the songs that are on here that hit for me are heavier, in my opinion, than the first album. Definitely, yeah. Sure. That definitely shows they were trying Which is weird, because I like heavy stuff, but the stuff on the first album, like Hold the Line, I'll Supply the Love, Girl Goodbye, like those are softer than what's on here but the stuff that's on hydra that's heavy that i like is really good and and these were from the albums of the time which were basically 38 minutes 39 minutes 37 minutes yeah it's it's you know me and tj were talking about this it's hard for me to almost give some of the love to the earliest stuff as opposed to the latest stuff just because the albums are so short. Some of them had, you know, a couple of songs that weren't great. Yeah. And you're really whittling down on some of them to, you know, three, four. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. And then you then you get into like, you know, like from like the Joseph Williams period onward. Then you saw like the 50-minute albums, mm-hmm. the 60-minute albums. Right. And some of those albums are, are they're really chock full of great stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's almost... I, for me, it's hard to say those albums are so great. Right. The early stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And that's why if, you know, when we divulge our lists, my, my lists are a little bit more like toward the, the later period. Because there's more songs. It's just to, more music. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You look at the early stuff, you see eight al- uh, eight, songs eight songs on the album. Eight songs. And right. it does grow as the years go on right. to 12, 13, right, right. 14. And they were in a band that put out crap so if they did an hour's worth of music there's probably 55 minutes of it that's mm. quite worthy you yeah. know so i i just found it, it's a little hard to compare you know toto in the 2000s as to toto in the 70s yeah yeah, yeah. You, know? you could say that about sabbath too i think you and me that argument too that yes you know as the years went that on was the, 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 that was the that was the more tracks on them. right you know yeah. i mean if you cracked 40 minutes on an album back then it was a big deal yeah now you put out a 40-minute album, it's it's, it's a borderline EP. Yeah. I think it's interesting to point out, you can already see the distinction with the first album versus the second. You know, you had mentioned... Well, this, yeah, they were know, already the, tipping their the hand. The band that covers a wide array numbers. of right. types of songs and stuff like right. that. You can already see it. It's already, you know, the first album is a lot softer. It's, it's more poppy. And then the second immediately becomes more heavier. Which... To their credit, they already had songs on the first album that were huge commercial successes. Mm-hmm. 
but they didn't follow that formula. They didn't. They get changed into it that. right away. A year later. I mean, this right. is in '79, right. so it's, it's so, a year and, later, and, and they're already that changing. goes to show you the musicianship mm-hmm. and and the the thought process of the band is that they they were on the cusp already of being like a pop rock sensation, mm. and by the second album, they just made they, a left turn. And, they didn't and follow just, the formula. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, to their you know. Well, like so, that would bring us up to an album, the third album, "Turn Back." Yeah, I, now, I mean that's <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a seminal album. Yeah, I mean, I I know personally, and and we talked about this in the top twenty five episode. That that's my favorite Toto album. So you know, a little spoiler there. But I know TJ, we were just talking about this before we started recording. It's one of your higher higher up ones, right? Yes, this is going to be number two on my list. Turn Back is phenomenal. Oh, I think again, there's no argument I, there. I believe there's eight songs on this. Yeah, it's not, eight songs, not a long album. Not a long one. But what is on here is tremendous. I oh, think yep. you know. There's not much filler on this album. Yeah, Gift with a Golden Gun, English Eyes, Goodbye Eleanor. Those three songs, I think, could easily make Toto's top ten songs mm-hmm. of all time. And yep. the fact that they're on one album is is tremendous. But the, again, the stuff that's also on there besides those three songs are still good. They're good, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it was um, it was a very poppy album to me. Right. Um, yeah, but Bobby Kimball sang his ass off yes. on this. Yeah, I mean, yes. his vocals were through the roof. That's the on thing this. I think yes. that makes this album more than yeah. the the only thing I, I I could if I any bitch about this album at all is is the first or you know the original release. The production was a little yeah thin, not. Too good and they sound. remastered this they this did. album. They and did recently, two, yeah. 2018. I think, I think so. Yeah, they redid yeah. it. So yeah, it's part. Of, it was a part of the box set. Was I'm not sure. It is. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. So, but, but it sounds good on Apple Music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the rewritten master yeah, version. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. But again, the other songs on here, like Million Miles Away, even oh, yeah. even the song itself, Turn Back, I think is really yeah, it's a great Turn song for today. It's 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 just I think yeah, it's a terrific album. This was out of the first. Three, it's probably cover to cover the best. But the was best it received one. well when it first came out? Right. No, I don't think. I don't it think was. it was. No, not at all. That's well, what I, I think. I that see actually started with the with the second album. I think because you, they came out of the gate, they mm-hmm. had some success, commercial success with their first album, you know, "Hold the Line." Yeah. But then you know they they put out the second album, which really didn't have any. You know, you got songs like "White Sister" like you talked about, which were are yeah. great songs, but it didn't really have that impact commercially. Right. right. And then they kind of like went in a, in a more poppy direction. On the and, third album, yeah. So it's like you went from hard being hard rock, and now you're going back to pop. I mean, even some of the stuff on on Turn Back has a little Beatlesy influence, yes. and Stuff mm-hmm. you know, which they they you know are perfectly yeah. I mean, transparent that's transparent about that, being that, Beatles. That's fans, creeped you know? up on 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 the number of there, even in the more recent releases. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think actually, Luke, there I was reading uh, something, doing a little prep for this album, and I think Luke said that like this album was kind of like their, their fuck you album, like, you know, yeah. with the label and stuff. Like right. they were just kind of like, it was a weird album, but mm. it was for me. It, it, but I, I, it ends up being my favorite. <laughs> me, yeah. One of my favorites. So yeah. I agree. So what Tom, you, you rated up high there on your list? Yeah, or? no, I, yeah, like I said, I, I easily did the best of the, t- of the first three. Of the first, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And no, I totally opinion. from cover to cover. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the thing I said, there's no real like radio songs on it, but I mean, Right, but I, it's I got people some. Don't know a gift with a golden gun is oh, one about. of their best yeah. songs. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, it's a terrific album. Yeah. So now um, that that album comes out, um, the band's kind of like I guess they're in a little bit of a state of flux in a way right. because you know the first album has success, the next two albums aren't really commercially great, but then they release four, 
Toto for? I think the pressure was on and they had Toto. to make an impact. This was the impact. Yep. Sure. Toto oh, yeah. Four. I mean, you, you start with Rosanna on uh, the first track mm. and you end with Africa. Yeah. I mean, those two songs are huge. Yeah, that's, still that, huge. that's true. Still, yeah, it's still huge. It's the two best, or well, the two biggest songs on the album are from uh, Loses in the Nights, another deep track that I liked a lot too. Afraid of Love. I Won't Hold You Back is a great Won't Hold You Back is another one. Great, great ballad, Toto Ballad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, this is a terrific album. And and I and they kicked it up in a production on this. Yes, so you can totally hear it. Yes, you know? it was much fatter production. Totally, yeah. So, yeah. so that yeah. that was a good thing. You know, they they knew. I guess they they knew, like you said, that the pressure was on. Probably from the record company it was kind of like we need a hit. Yeah, because you, you put know? out three that were, or at least two that were a little shaky, and it's yeah. like you gotta, yeah. you know, yeah, do something here. Yeah, this probably was their make a break album. <laughs> yeah, in terms of that's a good being book. like uh, on a major label and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, so that that was. Uh, that was a good album. That was uh, 1982 at that point, yep, right? 82. So like well, they had years into their career. Enjoyed a lot of success in Japan mm. with the third album. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you, that's true. They did. And it, it, a band right now, like when you look at Toto today, they're they're like huge in Europe, right? They're like an arena band. Yes. But like in America, they're not more like a theater right. band. Right. Like an on a package type of bill. And, but and, they had and we success. saw them when they weren't even a theater we saw them as, when they were, as a club a period band. of time they were a club band right and Luke, in Luke was quite yeah pissed off about that Luke they got to the point we're not gonna and, and he didn't they didn't tour the United States for a for, while right. because he's basically we could go to Holland Germany and yeah. play you know 10 15,000 yeah, lot arenas right yeah. and and then we're playing you know we're playing in front of 400 people in a club right and it's yeah. just not you know financially feasible for us to and we we've seen them yeah. both of us have right, seen right. them in clubs but you talk about that, that they, they were big in Japan, you know, at that, in the at late seventies, 1980 ish, like right around that period. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of where they hit first. And I think, you know, yes. the Europe thing came much later. Um, and America, you know, if you go on YouTube, there's some great pro shot footage of concerts from Japan yeah. with the, the whole original lineup, the yeah. original six guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that like you said, that was kind of their make or break album, and it, it made them, you know, at yes. that point. Yeah, um, yeah. Africa was number one on the billboards. Was, oh yeah, yep. That was. But then I they lose. Rosanna the was number two, right? Uh, yeah, hit number two on the billboard, yep. and, and Africa went to one. Yep. Right. I mean, here an album, and right. one and a but two. But then they lost this thing. Yeah. And then, well, now that's where we get to that right. point. I mean, it's nineteen. That was nineteen eighty two. Um, I mean, where where do you go from here? You lose Bobby Kimball, right? And yeah, well, if anybody, I was talking to TJ about this, you know, before we went on the air. And if you read a look at this book, they threw, you know, Bobby Kimball out because of Coke. Yeah. And Lucas says in the book, we were all Coke heads, but the right. singer can't be a Coke head. <laughs> right, right, right. So, <laughs> well, they, they actually started to record the, the next album. Yes. Isolation, with right? Yeah. With with Bobby Kimball, yeah. but he couldn't cut it. He couldn't cut it you even know? in the studio. Yeah. yeah. I think he sang the song Lion. That's why I read that he does he claims he that, that he Yeah. Yeah. What? He claimed Bobby Kimball had claimed that he he recorded the whole album. Lukather said it was only just a song Lion on isolation that okay. Kimball recorded. I, I have to agree because I would think after all these years, I would think if he recorded that album, it would have surfaced yeah, somewhere. Right, right, right. I mean, that would have been like something like me and you would have been going nuts to get our hands yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you would. The Bobby you Kimball would version. That, yeah. yeah, I, you know, but it's whatever. I don't want to get into the, you know, the, the name calling of those guys over the years. But 
Well, like uh, the first four albums, you got the lineup is pretty much intact. You yep. know, you got Kimball on vocals right now. Again, he has his issues, right? And then Isolation comes out in 1984. Yep. Uh, what what were your thoughts, TJ? I mean, as far as Fergie Fredrickson taking over, yeah, I'm a fan singer. of it. Yeah, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, it's so different than the formula before with Kimball. Yes. But for me, it hits. I mean, you know, it's not their best work, but it's also not their worst. I mean, right. No, I agree with know, that. Yeah, uh, I pointed out the song "Endless" to you earlier before the show. We will listen to this, which I think I, haven't I think "Endless" is the best song on the album. Really? Yeah. yeah, great song. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. See, I, that wasn't even one of the ones I highlighted. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, "Angel Don't Cry" is on there. Stranger I think it's a top-heavy album. Like it mm-hmm. starts out like the first four songs are like awesome. Yeah, and then I you think it fizzles out. It fizzles after out. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you got Holyana at the end. It's kind of cool. I, you know, yeah. you don't like that? Nah, <laughs> I can do without it. <laughs> I mean, isolation. Carmen's good. Though. I like Carmen. Carmen's good. That's yeah. I mean, that that's Carmen. Lion, Stranger in Town, Stranger Angel in Town. Don't Cry. Those first mm-hmm. four songs on the album, I think, are great. What about the song Isolation itself? Isolation's great. I like yeah, it. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but yeah, I was it's... never wild about this album. I, I I'm wild about him. Fergie is probably one of my top five or six singers. But on, with them, with Toto, I don't know. This album was just okay. It yeah. never yeah. really moved me. You know, it's, you know, I don't know. There yeah. was something about it that just. Well, interesting thing is Bobby Kimball was the original singer. And he started before he came into the band Toto. He was from Louisiana, I guess, in that area. He was in LaRue, right? And we he was in, in LaRue, yeah. or an early version right. of, of LaRue. Uh, and then it was funny because he is the singer in Toto. He leaves, he gets replaced by Fergie Fredrickson, who was on a LaRue album. So fired up, right? Which is oh, kind of the mid eighties. And yeah, that's, so that's, that's a good for, if you're, Fredrickson if you're a Toto album. fan, I mean, look into that. LaRue uh, album. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was kind of interesting. So now he only lasts one album and it's a one and done. Yeah. But now he had his, his issues too. Right. I mean, they basically let him go cause he couldn't cut it. Vocally, right? Yeah, you know, if you, again reading the Luke at the book, it was it, the camp was mixed on him. There were oh, a couple yeah. of guys in the band that really liked him. There were a couple of guys in the band that would, didn't want want him to begin with. Um, yeah, they, he had some issues lot performing live. Yeah, I don't think he really. Grew, I was telling TJ this. I don't think he really grew into who he was. I I, I played him the 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 Fredrickson Phillips album. And, and if you listen to his vocals yes. then, I mean, his vocals are good here. Right. But if you listen to what he sounded like 10 or 15 years later, yeah. I mean, it was another dimension. Right, right. Yep, I, I mean, he that. was like David Coverdale, but better than David <laughs> yeah. Coverdale. Yeah. Right. You know, like that type of voice. And um, I, I think it was a t- tough shoes for him to fill because, you know, Kimball had that booming hard rock voice that just yeah. filled up a room mm. and fergie at that time was he was a younger guy and you know and i he had that very high, high end. voice he was able to and he high didn't get that room. fergie as he got older into his 30s and 40s got that beef to his voice also yeah. with that high range yeah 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 and um i think he it just wasn't a great place for him to be you know i yeah. would have loved to seen him sing with them in the 90s yeah you know Right, right. So right yeah. place, wrong time type of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Type of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Respect it. But it's, you know, it's a good record. I don't dislike the record. I just am not as turn. You know, when you're on Facebook, you're on these million different sites where all, guys go nuts for this. And I sometimes think it's just because of who he is and he right. did so many great things. Yeah, yeah. 
because the, I, me personally, the album was just okay. Right. That's how I would rate it in terms of total albums. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I got to agree with that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, now that brings us kind of up to he lasts the one album he's done. Uh, now we're at the Joseph Williams era. Uh, two albums he does the the initial era Joseph Williams where he came back more recently. Right. Um, I think you're big big on these. Right? Yeah, this guy. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> he loves Fahrenheit. He loves. Well, I, I love Joseph Williams <laughs> on this album it. too. Um, he came from the uh, Ed McMahon school of. <laughs> he was on uh, Star Search. Star Search. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which was hosted by Ed, Ed yeah. McMahon. Yeah, and, well, of uh, course, his dad, uh, you know, was the big uh, oh yeah soundtrack guy right. in the movie. You know, yeah, that was from all these. Uh, that's the odd thing with all of these guys involved with Toto. That's they're true. all from all their fathers. Yes, played, H's yeah. father, yep. the Bacaro. Yep. Yeah. You know, most of them. Marty were, Page, Jim right? Bacaro, right. Yep. In fact, Marty Page, I noticed plays on plays something. a lot. Yeah, he does play string arrangements. String and arrangements. Like that like, a lot of the I never noticed that until on. I was yep. I was looking at some of the liner notes. Yeah. Well, there were so many, so many damn Picaros, you know. It's like you're, right. you're looking at it's like Mike was in, Steve right. was in, right. you know. Jeff, of <laughs> so course. Was, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, but it, it's you, you almost and you got Joe Picard, the dad, and it's like so. There's so many different, you know, right. guys that were were the the fathers. No, the they, sons. they, you know, the Picaros and, and Page were, were guys that you know they were from, they were from that background. Yeah, yeah, right. They came and out Joseph of that Williams too. Thing. Yeah, and, that, and they you know, went to high. Uh, Luke at the went to high school with Joseph Williams. Right, and, even and though Steve, know that. Steve Picaro too, I think, and, and Steve Picaro, yeah. yeah. But but he was younger than them. They were in the same yes. high school, but yeah, they're yeah. not. I Different think they, he was a freshman when yeah. they were seniors, like that okay. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But this is I love this album because it was the first total album from from the first note to the last note. I loved everything. Okay, I loved him singing. For, I I just love this album. Okay. They went. They were popular, right? I mean, they went in that more absolutely kind of like not that they hadn't done. Pop well, it was before, kind of a, that nineteen eighty six sound. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, yeah. a little it, little high tech in yes. parts. Yeah, a little bit, right. You know, right. It was like what was like in vogue in in movie soundtracks. Yeah, good and, point. And, and you know the Michael Jackson stuff, the early Richard Marx stuff. Yeah, uh, it was it was music of its time. It, yeah. it, it definitely. If you put this album, if you know nothing about music, and you put this on. If you were around, you could probably guess that this was like, yeah, 1985, mm-hmm. six, seven, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, by yeah. listening to yeah. it. But I, I think it's a great, I don't think there's a weak song on it. I think he fit perfectly much. I think he fit so much more than Fergie, Fergie did uh, yeah. with Toto. And um, I, I love it. It's a great album, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's uh, spotty. Oh, spotty. Yeah, spotty. I'm going to say spotty <laughs> and... Father and son gonna throw down here. <laughs> you know, when when I was starting to dive into Toto, I had reached out to you and I said, Give me a song on any album, name it, and I'll 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 check it out. And he says, Look at Can't Stand It Any Longer on Fahrenheit. Which is my favorite, it's my all time favorite Toto really? song. So I yeah. check it out. I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, Joseph Williams, he he was phenomenal in the mm-hmm. song, and I, I fell in love with it. And I was like, Okay, so let's now look at the rest of the album. And I was like, uh, Really? Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, the song you. itself, Fahrenheit, is good. And again, you, you had said it, it kind of has that the eight, late 80s mm-hmm. sound to it in that song. And then there's also Till the End, which I like as well. It's kind of catchy. Oh, Till the End is song. great. But the song. rest of it, I just... His vocals on Till the End. Oh, the we rest, make it tonight? That's, uh, that's a, like a real poppy, right? Like catchy. Oh, he uh, sings so good on this album. The rest of it, I take it or leave it. That's how, <laughs> that's how I feel. Interesting. Not bad, but that's how I feel. 
Okay, that's it. Well, I, I I I love the lineup. I I this yeah, it's the seminal album for me. Okay, okay. interesting, interesting. Um, well, now we move on to the second Joseph uh, Williams album, which is the seventh one, mm. the the band's seventh album. Very interesting uh, album. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yes. Talk about uh, this for a long time. This album. Yeah. It's well, you want to start it? Yeah. Uh, I I don't think it's as good as as the really? predecessor. No, See, I, I, don't, I feel the opposite. There it is, the seventh one. I think that's the better of the two original Joseph Williams albums, in my opinion. Most people do. Yeah, I agree. Most yeah. Total fans are very, very big on this. I, I didn't. I, I Pamela is all right. I could take a leave. I thought the first couple of songs were like too much of that Michael Jackson. Almost like I. I thought he was like aping his vocal style. Do you think that was like a, a Steve Picaro thing, or you know, like him kind of like his writing? Did he write on this? Was he? I guess he played keyboards on this. Yeah, right? he did. So I mean, he wasn't. Te- he was like kind of like not really. He was in the band in the beginning, but then he kind of right. Well, he like he, left and did his own thing. Right. So maybe that was his influence on. I guess I I don't really know, but I, I I the first few songs I thought were just a little too. Well, I like Pamela. I like Anna. I like Stop Loving You. Stop Loving uh, Mishunga, You. Stay Away. Stay Away. Uh, straight for the Heart. I, you know, only yeah. the children. Only the children. It's, a great only song. The children. That's, it's that's, such an underrated song, in my oh, opinion. It's, I agree it's, with you 100%. See, to me, stay away, straight for the heart, only the children with a meat and potatoes. In home the of the Brave. And Home of the Brave. That's, that's a the last song, 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 song in the album. Too. And, which we were going to talk about, which I have the CD yes. single. Ah, I like. Ah, nice. Uh, the seventh one, which was the name of the album and a terrific song that they left off the album. It appeared on the Japanese vinyl, and it also appeared on a CD single. Wow, I got to track that down. So, yeah. it, so it, the, the title song on the album didn't even make the album. Right, and so if, if you're That's a weird. CD aficionado, you'll see how it... Uh, a little three-inch CD with the uh, adapter. CD. Right you ever seen with, one of them? With, no. the, with the adapter. <laughs> see that? Some and device we got. I never understood why they left this off, you know, like the uh, the American release because this is a terrific song. Well, I how funny when they made those the, the the CD trays, right? They didn't have that little cutout in the middle. They didn't have the cutout uh, yet, right? It was they like didn't the, start making those till around nineteen ninety. And then they put the little three inch when the right. three inches became. It was around nineteen ninety they started making those. Yeah, so you had to have cutout. that adapter. You had to have the adapter. <laughs> so um, I, I I don't I never really I I guess it maybe in Luke at this book I don't remember. Why they left this off the U.S. press, this song, especially yeah. since it was the title track yeah. of the album. I'm ashamed very, to say, I got to track v- it down. Very bizarre, but um, I, I think if that, I like this song a lot, so obviously you got to consider it part of the album. I think it ups the album a little bit, in my opinion, because I think it's better, yeah. at least in my opinion, than a lot of the songs that were on the album. I gotta so get that. You're not a Mushanga guy. I'm not a Mushanga. Are you a Mushanga I, guy? I am. He yes. is a Mushanga guy. I'm a Mushanga guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. It's a Mushanga guy in every group. <laughs> well, there's two in this group. So. No, I like that. I was just listening to it not yeah. long ago. Yeah. I, I like this album. Don't get me wrong. It's, and it's got great production too, yes. and the great bass playing. Great bass playing. Guy was just oh my god. Yeah. Such a good bass player. As were all th- all three of them. Yeah, that's positions. true. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say any of these guys uh, anything bad about their yeah, playing. Yeah, no, I mean, I got yeah, to see Steve through, you know? twice. Um, he's a really impressive bass player. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's it's weird because the band's kind of like in this, this state of flux. I mean, now they they basically get rid of Kimball because he's got 
substance problems. And Joseph Williams goes down the now, same. Now Joseph Williams goes down the well, same. You know, the thing hole. with Joseph Williams was he was a guy that had musical background from his family, but he wasn't really cut out at that time to be fronting a major rock band. He That's was in his early twenties. He had no experience singing, you know, like on that level. Mm. He was a guy. He was appeared on, appeared on Star Search, you yeah. know, like, and um, you know, he went from a, a nobody to you know a guy that was playing in front of twenty thousand people, and he went down the same road. He developed a, a drug problem, which you know it's common knowledge. It's in the book and everything. Yeah. And uh, they had to can him for the same reason that they canned Kimball, because yeah, he was a singer right. that was doing too much below. Yeah. And he had to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and off he went after yeah. two albums. Well, and that's weird, because now the, the band's like, the, you know, the, and that happens again. And, and they're in that weird state, because they, they bring, they do, a, what is it, the uh, the Past uh, past the Present album? Right. And basically, they, they got, was it Jean-Michel Byron? They yes. brought in... Uh, just that they did four new songs. It was kind of like a compilation greatest hits album to that point. And they put four new studio songs on it with, with the Jean Michel right. Byron guy singing, but he lasted probably all of, I don't know. Well, they did, they did a European tour with him. And I think in Japanese tour, I, I yeah. think they did Japanese dates. Um, I, again, I mean, you have the book. Uh, I, I did, but I haven't, I really, yeah, they, he, I mean, the yeah. stuff that's right. It's, it's hysterical. He talks about Steve, uh, Steve Lukather's book. He talks about Oh that. my God. It's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really about what a tool the guy was <laughs> and, you know that's they they auditioned him and the guy could sing they yeah. you know they thought you know he could sing and but they didn't realize until they started doing shows with him you know that yeah. it was a bad the stage present wasn't uh, fit, yeah fit i mean well. it was just yeah it was just a horrible fit i think i think like jeff Picaro was was big on him um yeah a champion to get him in into yes. the, the mix there but yeah, like he was. Said, he was. That, that's your your hundred percent right. At least that's what that's what the book indicates. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because I, I was reading some stuff where they said it was like you know they they started out when they did the tour for that album and they got the four new songs with him and they're featuring him as kind of the lead the new lead singer mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like once they started seeing the way he's acting up on stage and everything they they kind of like started pushing him yeah. to the well, background. DVD. Yeah. There's a DVD of him. and Luke and he... kind of takes forefront. Right. Yeah. And he just kind of stands in the back with like a maracas yeah, yeah. or a bongo or something. And, <laughs> you know, and then they bring him out at the end to sing a couple of songs. And he's like a, you know, like a Rastafarian dude. And, yeah. you know, he's not connecting at all with the total audience yeah. at mm-hmm. that point. You know, yep. I mean, you know, his stage moves. And, again, it was just a guy that, you know, was just a, just a poor fit. Yeah. That but they, they said, though, that he had the vocal chops. It wasn't like. He didn't have the ability. Yeah. It was just that he didn't, you know. The yeah. talent was there, but the, the execution talent was, was exact. Yeah. Exactly. The execution yeah. was way off the mark. I think it was a South African guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, so the band's in like a weird, weird state of flux. And, and I mean, the seventh one album comes out in 88. Mm-hmm. And then the next album after that is 1992. So you're talking mm-hmm. like four years yeah, later. Yeah, a nice break. And Kingdom of Desire comes out. And that I, I think at this point we were just talking about this earlier. Um, this album and the album after that just radical departure from the Toto yeah. sound, right? What Off you, the bat, yeah. What were your feelings on on Kingdom of Desire? Um, yeah, it, it from here on out, I think for me the Toto just something changes, you know, like mm. and I mean Kingdom of Desire, it, it's got heavy songs on it, yeah. 
but there, it, it is just a drastic change, you know, from the original formula and everything before it. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's the song. I think what stands out the most on here is "Don't Chain My Heart." That's, that's a great song. That's my favorite song on the album, which is, it's a heavy song. Mm-hmm. Um, Never enough, and the title track "Kingdom of Desire" as well. Everything else, I'm going to say again, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah, it's it is a lot heavier than most of the albums before, but again, it's it's just so different than everything before. So I don't know. I'm indifferent yeah. about it. I mean, it's it's early '90s. They you got a little bit of that alternative. Yeah, you could hear it. And some yeah, and stuff. Right? What do you what do you think, Tom? Like you were? What were your? Feelings? I don't hear anything alternative. I saw... not like, maybe like maybe like more like attitude. You know, like the way they. Were, oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, like first of all, they were stripped those... down basically for the, had always been a basically a six piece band. We're now a that's four true, piece right? Band. That's true. So yeah. the sound was stripped down. There wasn't a a, a, a proper front man. Yeah. Uh, Lukata had always been viewed as a guy that sang one or two songs on the album. Right. Now all of a sudden he was he was yeah, the singer. The front man. Yeah. And um. They were down to one keyboard player. There was a page. I I love this. You know, with with Mike and Steve Picaro, I I love this four man lineup. I love this album. I adore this album. Mm. Um, You're big into Gypsy Train, right? Oh yeah, I loved everything on this. <laughs> she album. knows the devil. She knows the. De- That's it, actually it's, a good song. It's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. a ballsy yeah. album. Two that hearts, also, I like a lot. Oh, That's, I love that too. A good song. Yeah. Great song. His yeah. vocals are so good. And I was telling TJ this. He developed himself as <laughs> such a good singer. Like you like you kind of oh, well, like he yeah. wasn't a guy that just like sang a song on an album anymore. Right. And then you were saying, Well, this friggin' guy is good. Yeah. Okay, he may not be Bobby Kimball at his peak, right. but you know, the thing with Steve Lucas that he knows how to he knows the limitations of his voice. He's got a beautiful mm-hmm. sounding voice. Yeah. And he doesn't push himself too high, or right. he just knows how to sing. And I mean, I I loved him as a lead singer. And yeah. you got more guitar, you got more bottom end. You still got a lot of you got a lot of Hammond organ on this, That's which true. I like. Changed the, I love the, the Hammond organ the Hammond, sound. Yeah. It was kind of like this was Toto as a hard rock band, mm, true, with some ballads thrown in, but basically. Yeah. Toto as a as a, as a balls to the wall hard rock. Yeah, band. Mm. you know what Gypsy Train always reminded me of. Think of like, and you might not know this, TJ, but for Tom will know. Uh, think of like when Joe Satriani had those couple songs with vocals. Yeah, remember in that? Like it has that I saw him sound, on that tour. right? It has that feel yes, like absolutely. almost that Gypsy Train. Like when yep. I as soon as I hear that song, I always think of like Satriani with that was it that big big Bad Wolf song that he had. Remember that? Yes, one? that was that that flying in a blue dream. Yeah, album. when yeah. he did a couple I saw him songs, on, I, I saw him on that tour. Yeah. here and there. It, it has that sound yes, to me for some reason. And weren't they on? That was Relativity. weren't Wasn't this on Relativity too? It it you know, I have the wasn't Japanese it? press of it. I think weren't they? I, I I think it was on Relativity in, in the U S. states and Satriani was Relativity. Satriani was yeah. This came out in, uh, yeah, it is. Well, they were weird because they had a stretch where they they were so they they were at this point they were really big in Europe. Yes, and it was like the albums were like when they got released in Europe, they might have came out six months earlier in Europe than it did in America. Right, it's kind of like a weird. They did that for yeah. a few albums. It was yes. like strange. Yes, I mean they kind of lost their mojo in the states. Oh, totally. With this yeah. lineup, for sure. Yeah, because this wasn't a lineup that you could. Remember, it's already in '92. Yeah, it's, it's the '90s. Yeah, the sound I mean, of you know, rock is hard rock as we knew it went belly up in the right. states to begin with. Exactly. And now you have you know Toto without Joseph Williams or Bobby Kimball. Yeah. The guitar player is singing, and you know it's a different sound. 
Yeah. Yeah, they weren't selling many records. Yeah. Well, now, now, like you move on to again. This to me, these are the bookends. These two albums because they're mm. they're similar. But you got Tambu, and that's nineteen ninety five. Well, so similar lineup, but it, of, well, I mean, you lost you lost Jeff. That's um, right. Well, that's a good point. That's a big, huge thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jeff, Jeff passed away in between yeah. the release of these two albums. That's so, right. Um, it was the introduction of Simon, Simon Phillips, Phillips, who had a yeah. very long run with them as the drummer. That's right. Um, it's it's kind of a different style stylistic album. This is like a I, I think f- much more laid back album. More bluesy, you think? Yeah, bluesy, uh, ballady. Oh, the the to me probably the maybe the best Toto ballad. I don't know. There's a lot of them, but I mean, I will remember that. That to me is like yeah, that's a great song. One of the best. Toto there was a, Toto ballad. I I will remember is is terrific. Um, Gift of Faith is a really so I remember when I bought this song, album, yeah. I heard album. Gift of Faith mm-hmm. and I loved it. Okay. And I figured this was going to be like another album of this type of lineup. And it's really not. It's it's much um much more laid back than its predecessor. It is, yeah. Too laid back for me. Yeah, it's and it's an okay yeah. album. I you know, and again, like we, we were talking about this. And I have the Japanese copy, which has an extra song called Black Eye. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. rating this as a lower echelon album is still better than 99%. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. every band that's out there. Yep. So it's like yeah. not a knock on the, you know, we're, 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 we're pulling apart a band that's, you know, next to perfection. So yeah, there's gotta be a couple of albums that, you know, yeah. pull up the bottom, but I mean, this is far from a bad album. It's just, yeah, it was you different. Know. It was different for what Toto was. It, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's not great. It's got some songs that are a little bit of a snooze fest. Um, yeah. But it's no, I, I think both. Yeah, both those those albums there, you know, had that. You know, some great songs, and then just well, some, to yeah. me, just some. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have any songs I didn't like on this. No, okay. I, I really sure. love this yeah. album. Okay, really, really love this album. Well, that's me. Well, no, and that, that's perfectly cool because we yeah. all have, and it, it's funny because we all had, when we looked at our list here, our top list, we all were uh, different number ones and stuff, and it was mm-hmm. pretty radically different. It you was know? different, yeah. But uh, it, I'm going to bring up an album now because it's 1995, Tambu. Um, now, Bobby Kimball comes four back. Years, four, right? Another four years, yeah, yeah 1999. Bobby Kimball comes back into the uh, into the mix, into the fold here, and uh, they released the Mind, uh, Minefields album. And this is where I actually, and I mentioned it before, this is where I really got into the band. Uh, it was my introduction to them, you know, as far as buying albums and, and listening to them. I knew the songs, but I didn't really have the albums, you know. Uh, but I, this is a song where you mentioned, or this is an album where you just mentioned that there's not a bad song on Kingdom of Desire for you. This album I highlighted, every song got highlighted when I was yeah, It's a very to. strong so, album. I, 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 there's not one song in this album that I don't like. Did you know? have this crappy digi pack too? No, I have the yeah, I have the yeah. Jap version of it. So you it's, do, uh, yeah. It's it's the jewel case one. Stop what is that? What, what is that? The American or I European? Guess, yeah. I hate these digi packs. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> digi packs suck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes them. So, but what, what were your like? So, TJ, what are your feelings on this album? I know you said you kind of like lost the band that. You know, yeah, the last I mean, two it, albums before yeah. that. This is better than Tambu, I think. Okay, for sure. Um, Did you have any feelings? But, what, are, what, like, you know, Bobby Kimball's back. 
is that like mean anything to you? Yeah, as... yeah. I mean, there's some songs that hit for me, "Mysterious Ways," and then the song "Minefield" itself hit for me. But okay, mixed, mixed, okay. mixed vibes about that's this fair. album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, for me, like I said, I, I, I every album, I mean, every song in this album. I mean, Tom and I just mentioned it's mm. probably one of the best Toto songs to me. Caught in the balance. Right, that's a great song. <laughs> I love that song too, oh, yeah. and I love the first track on the album. The first track on the album is so Beatles. After cruel? you've gone, yeah. yeah. Oh, cruel, right? Cruel. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. so Beatles. It's like right. what, it, what the Beatles would sound like in 1999. Yeah, it, that's it's true. Yeah, great song. I like like even like like that high price of hate. That's like another bluesy, great song too. Bluesy, that's another song that I like a lot. That. No, this is a terrific album. This yeah. was a, a very welcomed return to what you know. Most last of us, love, last love is a great last love song. is a terrific That's, song. Also, you know, yeah. Luke, they're singing the, the yep. ballady and yep. all that stuff. Yeah, he, this was a very strong album, very yeah. strong album that definitely put them back on the map, at, at least with Europe and Japan. I, I don't know how how big did, did they tour this in the states? This album, I don't think so. I think they didn't tour the states or get back into doing the states until the next album. That's what I thought too. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that that was uh, so. I mean, it wasn't between. like it didn't put them into huge commercial success again. Mm. But the fact that Bobby Kimball was back back meant something. Yeah. Meant a lot, and the yeah. fact that he sounded so good he and did. they had yeah. such well written songs on it. Um, a long songs though here. Yeah, it's there, there minutes, is. It's, it's a long minutes. album. Yeah. yeah, high price of hate's almost ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, six minutes, seven. Yeah, they got a lot of long songs. There's fourteen songs on this what, album. Uh, at, what the last the thing that ends the album uh, is uh, better world. Better world. It's yeah, got, like it's got, like it starts out instrumental a few minutes, That's and then it seven kicks minutes. in lo- awesome. vocally, lyrically. It comes mm-hmm. kicks in, then it's like got like different parts to it and stuff. So it's yeah, it almost sort of a little bit of a progressive, you know, yeah. thing. And, and for sure. Brought that back into the fold for them, and you know you had the lineup of Lukather, Page, uh, and and again um, Mike Bacar, Mike back, Mike on yeah, bass, bass, which had been the same three guys from the previous albums, and yeah. Simon Phillips Simon replaced Phillips Jeff, who passed yeah. away. Yeah, and uh, it, it was a triumphant return for Kimball. He he looked good. Yeah, he sounded good, and um, the writing on the album was was good. I mean, this was I remember as a Toto fan. Being thrilled with this album at the time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, then that brings us so that that was like 1999. There's actually a, a good huge gap. Year, huge yeah. gap again. Um, five, seven six year years. Six, seven, seven year years. Gap. Six years. Seven years. Uh, falling in between comes mm-hmm. out in 2006. 2006. Right. I know. I know. Tom, big, you're big on this. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you. Hey. Well, I, I, I love this album. <laughs> um, I, it, it was a, it was a little change in lineup. Um, mm-hmm. H was gone, who was always a mainstay. Yeah, kind of, kind of semi-retired uh, again, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. He, he needed a break, and uh, they brought in Greg Philaganus, mm-hmm. who I was familiar with, and I mean, he's been in so many different bands. Was he? He, was he played he was, with Eric Clapton. He was with Clapton. I think he was with Stevie Wonder too. Uh, I believe yeah. So yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought he fit in great. I I just love he he co-wrote some of the songs. He sang on some of the songs. Mm. Um, that I, was the first time you saw him? Uh, yes. And, and me too. We were at the yes. same show. We were at uh, that Irving show in Irving Plaza. Irving Plaza in New York City. Right. We saw him. And yeah, it was that tour. It was and this was lineup and that tour. And wow, they were on fire. They yeah. were so good. Yeah. And they did a lot of songs from this album. And um, yeah, I, 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 really, I really connected with this album. Pro- probably as much as, as any Toto album they've ever released. 
And I know it's a mixed bag with a lot of people with this mm. album. It's not, uh, it's 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 not as big a favorite with with a lot of people as as it is with me. Yeah. Um, no, and I'm one of them for sure because I, as much as I love Minefields, I think you know six seven years later this comes out. You think I would be Kimball still there? Yeah. You know, he sounded good mm. and everything. And I just I didn't it didn't resonate. Yes, yeah, I liked album. it better than Minefields, and I really? like Minefields, but there was something special about this album. A lot of the songs. Really, really connect. I was playing some of them for TJ tonight, trying to get him, and they just didn't resonate mm-hmm. with him. So, nah. so there's songs on there that really touch me. Like I really, yeah. Uh, I'm just, just sitting there. I'm like, yeah. He's like, nah, uh, he's nah, watching nah. me freaking out, and I'm like, uh, and he's <laughs> like, uh. well, I'll have to go with TJ now because I think there's maybe like four songs on the. Really? Oh wow. Three, like, wow! three I have here. King Dying of the on my feet. Nope. No, that wasn't one of them. Oh, <laughs> Falling in between, super Spiritual heavy, man? song. Uh, no, not really. King no. of the world. King of the world. King of the world's great. That's a good one. Uh, Simple life. Bottom of your soul. Is, King of the world. You know, hooked. Yeah, bottom no. Of your, bottom of your soul. I mean, no tremendous. end in sight. Bottom of your soul. King of the world. Taint your world's good. Falling in between. Taint your world. Yeah. yeah, this is like, this is really the song That's falling cool. in between. I don't know. This, it I starts out that. the album, and I, I just think Kimball is just. Yeah, just you know, because it's too hard and it's just not really nah. doing it. Nah, I, because you, you got Steve sang some of the songs, Phil Aganis sang yeah. big parts of songs, and um, Kimball, I, I, I love that, you know. Uh, Paige had kind of, for years, pulled himself out of singing. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought the. Nothing against Paige because there, there's no Toto without Paige. Right. But I thought the Philogenus was a big shot in the arm to them live. He was a really energetic live performer behind the keyboards. And he, he wrote a lot. He sang a lot on this album. And I, I love I would have loved to seen him stay with the I would have loved to seen them do two had that as they were doing two keyboards down right. the road. I would have loved to seen Philogenus and, and Paige, Paige together. Yeah. Uh it never happened, but uh, yeah, I, I could gush about this album for, for yeah, hours, and, and, and I won't. <laughs> and you do. And I won't. And you do. Well, <laughs> this is how I'll end off with this, okay? Yeah. Uh, All Music's review says, Toto was a band trying to find itself during midlife crisis with this album. <laughs> That's yeah. what they say. And perhaps I was, too. And perhaps <laughs> you, you were, too. Crisis. Yeah, I'm, like, basically the same age as they are, So, <laughs> And that could very well be, because I was kind of off yeah. in some... Uh, of the galaxy at that time. So. <laughs> Could be. Um, well, we talk about gaps. There were some some big gaps we just talked about, but I think this is the biggest gap now. This because is a big one. That that album, Falling in Between, comes out in 2006, and their their next studio album isn't until 2015. Yep. Right with uh, the 14 album mm-hmm. as Roman numeral. Uh, you know, displayed on the cover. But if I could, and I don't, I I hate to ask questions about something I don't I don't remember, or you guys may not know what. What filled in the gaps with them for nine years? Like off the top he of my, I'm sure Luca did one of his mediocre solo he albums. She did put out some solo. One albums of his many mediocre point. solo right. albums. Um, I think they just toured Europe and stuff because they, they were just. But doing, not for nine years. No, no. I mean, I think they were just doing tours because they, they again they, they played Irving Plaza right and and you mentioned that Luca wasn't happy with. With the band doing, you know, yet they did a, a whole nother loop around with the the falling in between album. You uh, saw them at BB Kings. I said? saw them at BB Kings, like that, probably a year and a half same, after same when tour. I saw them at. Really? At, yeah, yeah, I missed that show. Yeah. Um, 
Mike, Mike already was not well and was out of the band. And they, oh, had, they had the, the Leland Skull was playing yeah. bass for them. And yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, it was way, way after the fact of that first tour. So yeah, they did, they did tour the hell out of this in clubs in the States. That's a, and that is a good question. I really don't know. I mean, I know they did, you were just huge in, in Europe and they were playing in the arena. So I'm sure they just did tours without really the Naft Avenue album behind them type of thing. But I don't, I don't really know. Like, Lukather definitely did, some solo albums. One of his endless media yeah. albums. One or two, yeah. maybe even. He had right. a couple around that time they came out in somewhat short order, if yeah. I remember. Mm. So that might have been what, what he was doing. Maybe just because, you know, maybe maybe he felt, you know, at that point, like, hey, Pitch is kind of like retired and, and you know, Picaro was, you know, had his issues, right? Because right. he, he ended up having uh, what? Well, ALS. ALS, ALS. I'm ALS. sorry, yeah. ALS. So he, yeah, so he ended up passing. And, and that was, what, just before the 14 album came out, right? Yes. That was yeah. So yes. maybe maybe look at there was just kind of like hey yeah. you know what uh, because I, I until you mentioned I didn't realize what a big break that was it was almost a decade yeah, yeah. twenty years but I mean as far as the album though uh, I love this album this is, fourteen yeah, yeah this is one of my favorite Toto albums mm. and we talked we remember we talked about this when this came out you were like a band that's almost forty years into their career at this mm. point and they're putting out an album like this. I mean, it was just... Yeah, it's a really good album. Really it, good album. It, Even the cover, album it, cover is really cool. Too. Yes. Weakens yeah. a little bit toward the end. It's a little top-heavy in, in terms of, at least what I think. Okay. Um, the first half of it is, I, I think it's as good as probably mm. anything they've ever done. And not that there's weak songs, you know, getting toward the, 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 the second half of it, but... It's a little top heavy, I I, I think. Really, but it's it mm. yeah. There's stuff on here that's just incredible. Yeah, first man. three songs I think are really strong. Yeah, like running out of time, burn, and holy war. See, I love you, Twenty First Century Blues. Yeah, I like that too. Unknown yeah. soldier. I, I often um, you song for Jeffrey is that's tremendous. Yeah, unknown soldier song for Jeffrey. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of like from you know Chinatown. Right. Chinatown yeah. is what we were talking about. Was it originally a really old song? Yeah. Um. The only song I really wasn't like didn't hit me was Fortune. Fortune, right. And then Fortune but I, I mean yeah, great expectation at the end with Paige, you know, it's like very yeah. progressive. Yeah, no, that's a good song too. You know. And the and the Japanese copy has uh an extra song called Bend. Oh yeah. I remember right. that song. It's, a, it's like a wasn't uh that was uh, it's like a ballady song. Is uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. You guys yeah. like Orphan? I love that song. Yeah, I like that, that song. That was a too. single, I think, right? Mm-hmm. When, like, that we came out. That was a great song. Yeah. So that was that's really been it as far as like you know proper studio albums from from Toto. Right. Uh, 2018 they put out the box set, and I think uh, the old is new album came out, which was kind of like a compilation. It had some if you listen to it, it has songs that sound like they could have came from the 14 era, and then it had songs with some of the original with like Jeff Beccaro and Mike Beccaro on it. And stuff that they kind of. I gotta be honest. I've only listened to that album maybe two or three times. Yeah. Well, I came out as part of the box set initially, but like I think (laughs) two thousand. And then they 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 released released it standalone. Um, But it was yeah that that was there was nothing that I found was there was nothing bad on it. There was nothing overly immediate about it either. Well, at last Um, the last tour they did. um, They did a song or two. Well, they they did two. They did Alone and Spanish Sea. Right. They were doing live in, in their set, you know, on that very last tour before they kind of broke up and now they're right. back again of course but yeah that was they were doing songs from that that album uh, or you know at least from that those sessions or whatever you want to call them you know but i mean will, will we ever see 
another Toto album. They will ever do another one. I, you know, I think if he keeps this lineup in place with you know him and Joseph Williams with the new guys, I love the new guys in his band. Yeah, I I think that there should be something. I would think with all those that that young blood. I mean, I, you would, I would hope. Think, the, the only thing we and I'm not, you know, we're talking about Toto, but let's bring up Journey for a minute because they just they're in the news most recently with all these Jonathan Cain suing Neil Sean and Neil Sean suing Jonathan Cain and this whole thing. And uh, Toto obviously went through their own legal battles, right? Uh, a few years. And that led to that initial breakup there a few years ago. Uh, I remember I saw him in New Jersey. Uh, it was like the third to last show that they were doing. And at that point they were like, this is it. Right. You know, we're done. And I mean, I never thought they would play again. I mean, obviously they got back together and toured actually with journey and everything, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the legal ramifications are. Can they can they do another album? Yeah, they Toto? can. He brought the yeah. name back. He did yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, we were talking a couple of years ago that he he was saying that they may ha- he may have to play or they may have to play under a different name. Oh, right. Well, the there case was that did talk. go to court like... and everything, and he did buy back the really? name. Yeah, and he said it cost them quite a bit of money. Okay. Um, yeah. So they can. Okay. Yeah. All right. They so. can do anything. He could do anything he wants under the Toto Monica. Okay. Well, like, I, like, like <laughs> yeah. you said, I hope they do because yeah. they, they they do. I mean, they put out a, a DVD right with uh, with these new guys that they've got shot live in the studio. Which live is in tremendous. the studio was kind of a pandemic yeah. era thing oh, okay. that happened, yeah. and it's got the new lineup. And that, oh, that lineup's been hot. touring. Those with, guys are uh, hot players, Journey and stuff. Yeah. So, and they're touring again. They're starting up uh, in March, I think, of this year. They're going to start another tour with Journey again, right? Yeah. So uh, hopefully we do see something, you know, from them again. I, 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 I hopefully, I, I, fingers I, crossed. I, I yeah. think, uh, I think you will. But. Yeah. And we just also wanted to mention too, because we did talk about the basically all the proper studio albums that we you think they did. But and I mentioned at one point they did the uh, the past to present album, which came out in 1990, that had the four songs with the uh, right. John Michelle Byron on it. But they there was two other albums I think that are worth mentioning in the Toto discography discussion. Uh, in 1998, they put out like a, a I guess it was like kind of a 20th anniversary yes. uh, sort of thing. It was called. Uh, 20 like the double mm-hmm. x for the roman numerals but it basically it featured a bunch of there you go featured a bunch of uh tracks right from the band's history uh and i there's some great songs on there there's a couple fact, of tremendous songs Go, going home yep. is the lead track on that and that that is just tale a, of a man a great album tale of a man is great and and a song and we were just talking about this the song on the run on the run is right. is lot it's alive on there it's it's a live version and i don't think the band ever recorded a studio version they of that, didn't right and they played that song in recent years yes. in their set. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. If you listen to the, uh, was it the DVD that came out? The li- the Nitro yes. one? Actually, when at the they, they open up with that song, with right. On the Run. And Lukather says, hey, this is a song from our new album we're working on, or something to that effect. Right. And I guess it just never got it's recorded. It's never appeared on a studio album as, as a studio cut. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a great song. Terrific song. It's this thing great... has got a couple of greats. If you don't have it, it's worth picking up if yeah. you're a Toto fan. Yep. And then uh, the one last album I'm going to mention is the in 2002, the band put out a, a covers uh, album called Through the Looking Glass. And it was, it was kind of a weird... To me, I think just the songs and the bands that they chose. Obviously, it's unnecessary. I mean, I yeah. I own it because I, you know, this is what I do. Right. No, but I mean, it, it, hey, they did a Steely Dan song. They, they, they right. They, they, right. There's one or two things that are saving graces. <laughs> Living for the city was pretty cool. Um, I mean, they did they did a Beatles song because obviously you could tell they're obviously 
a band that was influenced by the Beatles. Uh, they had like a Stevie Wonder. House song. of the Rising Sun. Why would that? Yeah, be like necessary? you need to do that anymore. Right? Why, why would mean, that be necessary? They do stuff like they did an Elton John song, a Cream song, right. uh, Elvis Costello song, if I'm not mistaken. So Sunshine of Your Love. I, right. Why, yeah. Why? Yeah. Does that need to be covered again? Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's it was what it was. It was what it was exactly. Yeah. So so that's pretty much like all the the Toto albums, the you know the proper studio albums of compilations that were worth mentioning. That it maybe had some songs on them that were not anywhere else. Uh, so I guess like we always do on these episodes when we talk about, we have our uh, our top list. You know, we, we each give you our rundown of our least favorite to most favorite. Um, you uh, who wants to start this one? Uh, Let this guy start. T- TJ start. So right. so let's go like let's go th- your least favorite. Build up the okay. you know up to number one so we keep the suspense going. Okay. Uh, at number twelve I have Tambu. Uh, number eleven is Minefields. Number ten is Falling in Between. Number nine is Toto fourteen. Number eight is Hydra. Number seven is Kingdom of Desire. Number six is Fahrenheit. Number five is Isolation. Number four is the seventh one. Number three is total four. Number two is turn back. And number one is total one. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. You all can right. go. Want me to go? Uh, all right. Well, and we, we talked about this because we talked about, we were originally going to do uh 13 albums discussion and we we're going to have old is new, which was the, the last thing they put out. But we said, ah, let's, let's kind of not talk about that. So I'll start with number 12 is, is Hydra. Uh, then number 11 is falling in between. You're going to kill me on that. <laughs> uh number 10 is tambu uh number nine is isolation uh number eight kingdom of desire number seven is fahrenheit uh number six is the debut uh toto uh number five is toto four um number four is the seventh one uh number three is toto 14 uh number two is minefields and my most Favorite album of Toto ever is number one, Turn Back. Mm. So there you go. All right. I'm not a big fan of going backwards to frontwards, so I'm <laughs> going to start from the top. Oh, you're killing yeah, us. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> uh, number one for me is Fahrenheit. As okay. I expounded on, it's, it was a perfect album to me. Number two is another nearly perfect album, uh, Falling In Between, for me. Number three, another huge favorite of mine, Kingdom of Desire. Uh, four was turned back. Five was the self-titled debut. Six was four. Seven was 14. Um, Minefields was eight. Seventh one was nine. Hydra was 10. Isolation 11. Tambu was 12. Interesting. I think we're pretty radically different on a lot pretty, of some, I, some I had said close, that to you. I think that we're yeah, all like. Yeah, we're all over the place. All over the that. place. But. Which is really interesting because we're three really big fans of this. And that, and it's, you know fans, what? It says a lot for the band. Yeah. yeah. That's what it says. It's very diverse. Yeah. Right. Very diverse. Right. But there's so many people, right. so many right. different types three of Three guys from three different, different eras, eras that are crazy fans, have totally different Totally lists. different. Yeah. And that is such a compliment to the band. I thought it was interesting. Like I said that earlier on mine, it's like I my top three, I go like. Turn Back is my favorite, which is an early era album. And then I go to Minefield, which is like a mid-period album. And then I go to like 14, which is their last base, mm-hmm. you know, last album, essentially. So it's like my top three and there, There's very few bands that eras. you're going to find three diehard fans that are going to have so different lists. Yeah. 
to come up with a band like this with a dozen albums and three fans have different lists it's a huge compliment to the band and it's it's an interesting podcast hopefully everybody yeah. else for me that interesting. the early stuff is you're an really, early stuff really, guy yeah yeah really does the trick for me yeah you and know? for me as good as that stuff was they grew beyond that and that's yeah. what i gravitated more to oh yeah in no, my no. mind yeah like for me my first you know one to three is total one then the third album and the fourth so it's like mm. all the early stuff is yeah. like, like yeah, really yeah. really high up for me you know right right so and then as the list goes on you know down to 12 it gets you know more and more later on in the career of toto you know yeah. you, you see falling in between minefields tambu all that stuff is like from mm. 10 to 12 yeah stuff that you guys like you know you like minefields you like falling yeah. in between. but right. for me it's all the way towards mm. the bottom a tambu for me is like <laughs> yeah, that's that's number twelve. That's not gonna change. <laughs> Again, no, I think it makes sense, you know, twelve you know, in a great band. You right. Know, Tambo yeah. is better than you know probably seventy five percent of the albums that I own. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. And it's 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 ranked last. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. It, again, it's a testament to the to the band, and um, yeah, I just was, yeah. this was a lot of fun. Hope everybody yeah. enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, this was uh, it was our first video episode. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, and uh, again, like I said earlier, uh, let us know. Let us know what you think. You know, do, do you like the idea of us doing video? Uh, Not that it's going to change. You know. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> well, I think what we're going to do, and, and and you and I have talked about this time. I think we're probably going to try and and do a little mix of things. Right, like right. do some stuff with video, and then maybe other things. We would just go back to our our audio uh, format that we did. You know, initially. So, yeah, depending we'll, on the guest, the location yeah, of the guest, and what, right. we, we, what we don't want to do is, you know, uh, overextend ourselves, and you know, we, coming up without divulging guests, you know, we're going to start doing guys that are overseas. And yeah, we do broadcast from a, a, a makeshift studio in As a basement see, in it's... in Freehold, New Jersey, <laughs> and um, to start doing, you know, some stuff. Uh, overseas with Britain and Germany, yeah. With uh, Zoom, um, right? It may lose the flow of us doing an in-depth um, interview, just strictly audio. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, you know, we'll we'll yeah. gauge those as we go along. But certainly, things that we do with TJ, maybe Phil De Benedetto is going to come mm. back at some point. Yeah, we'll, you have some ideas. You talked and, about and, and a lot of stuff with, with, uh, with you me know, and bring Mark, some of his memorabilia just, yeah. and. Phil I can mean, show uh, us off some, TJ show is off a, uh, a registered nurse, and he works long hours and yeah. night shifts. So we're yeah. we're limited as to how often we could get him. Yeah, and um, we're going to take it, you know, one one step at a time with it. We're going to try to do as many videos as we can, but there probably will be some stuff that we will still do um, audio. Yeah, especially with overseas guests and and stuff like that, to just to keep the continuity. Anybody that's been watching us, they know we do usually an hour long, uh, sometimes longer. Yeah. So it's not your run of the mill. Uh, how did you get into the music business? How's your new album doing? And uh, what'd you have for lunch today? <laughs> right, right, right. Of, uh, podcast. So yeah, if we get a guest on from uh, you know Leeds, England, uh, we may do it just uh, strictly with the uh, audio to yeah, you know. Yeah, so Presented. that was uh, yeah. So that was this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, again, let us know your thoughts on it and and join in. We're gonna post our uh, you know all our lists here on uh, uh, the website on Facebook like we usually do. So uh, join in on that. Let us know your thoughts on you know. Do you think 
Tom's list was good or TJ's was good or mine was good or, or you have something else that you feel different on it too. Uh, you know, let well, us Tom's know. list was the best. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enjoy. Uh, we hope you like this one and we'll uh, see you soon.